Uh, there's nothing more exciting than science. You get all the fun of sitting still, being quiet, writing down numbers, paying attention. Science has it all. Alright, so this is a new iteration of Beyond Bones. This is sort of like the, you know how like Hollywood does reboots and remakes? This is the, this is the uh, 2020 reboot of the Beyond Bones podcast here at the Houston Museum of Natural Science. I am Craig Lovati. I am the social media manager. I'm the guy that runs around the museum with a camera or my phone, uh, taking pictures, taking video, and um, I'm the guy with tattoos on all the videos and stuff that we do. And uh, I am joined by my co-host, Kat Havens. Hey there. How are you? I'm great, as always. Um I'm the director of curriculum and content. Do you know what that means? The director of what? I know, right? You say you did curricular? What curricular is content. Yeah. No, curriculum and content. So I get to do a lot of the fun stuff around here. Explain the fun stuff around here, because people who are listening are like, the museum, that place can't be fun. It but can't yes, be fun, you're, but... The, you're one of the reasons why it is fun. Uh, we get to write a lot of the content for... Um, Mostly kids, but also adults, programming, classes, uh, blood spatter, fingerprinting, you name it, dinosaurs. We, we do the fun stuff. We write classes and stuff for people to participate in. So you're in the fun and weird department. I am the weird department. I'm kind of like the entertainment department. The inter- yeah, you are the one. You're the, what's it called? I've been watching that um, the documentary series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's called like Imagineering, and it's all about the creation of Disney and Disneyland, Disney World. And the, you are in the, like, you're an Imagineer. I am. Or like that lady who worked on the Love Boat, you know, Tiffany or whoever did like the the old folks games, the program coordinator. That is a very, very old reference for people listening to this podcast. I am very, very old. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay, then. So, uh, basically, we are going to reboot the Beyond Bones podcast. And for this first episode, this first episode back after a little bit of a layoff, um, God bless Chris Wells and Jesse Green. They did an amazing job. Absolutely. I love their work. Uh, it's sort of like, you know, how um, Doctor Who, like they have like a new Who, a new Doctor Who, like every few seasons. Like this is what this is. Which one are you? I don't watch Doctor Who. I'm uh, just, I'm trying to use references I that I know you that you guys there. in the audience will understand. So yeah, I have no clue about what Doctor Who is. What is Beyond Bones going to be this, this, during this new iteration? What do you, what do you want it to be? I want it to be an adventure. I want uh, people to be able to see kind of the cool side of what we do here and the people that are here, the people we work with, you know, that we're not just uptight scientists or uptight people that we're actually approachable and fun and have a lot of cool stuff to share. Very, very approachable, fun and busy people. And a little strange. And a little strange. Uh, I know when I started here, I didn't expect it to be so strange and kooky. No, it's 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 different. Because I've been here a little bit over a year. I came from the Houston Chronicle when I was there for five or six years, and I didn't know what to expect working at a science museum. I, all I knew is that I've been coming here since I was a wee little lad. I'm a Houston native, and when I got here, it was even better than I could have ever expected. So Yeah, and totally different, especially if you're in corporate. Uh, I think being in journalism, you were used to a little bit of strange or a little bit of different, but you know, you end up doing a lot of things you might not do at a, I hate to say real job, but sometimes that's, that's what it feels like. But you also get to do a lot of cool things that you'd never have the opportunity to do working somewhere else. Like, we definitely have to do some real job things. There's, there's, there's spreadsheets and there's emails. Sure. Sure. On holidays. But other than that, my gig here, like I said, I'm the social media manager. So I pretty much make sure that Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. TikTok, I think eventually, 
you're looking at me like you security threat TikTok. John is in here. John uh produces and directs all of the videos that we do here in house and I was I'm trying to get him to do TikTok. That's like your project. So enjoy. He's just smiling. We don't, we don't I have can let him talk to my sixteen year old daughter. She so likes TikTok. We're we're trying to do TikTok, but we want we want Beyond Bones to be a good slice of life at the comings and goings that happen here at uh at the Herman Park location. We'd like to eventually go out to the Sugarland location, dude, and talk to people over there. I'd like to go to the jail. The jail? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Because it, it was a former, it was a jail. A former prison. The they former it jail. The, the P farm is, I believe, what it was referred to as. So what was your, P-E-A. I guess. P-E-A. P-E-A. Not P-E-E farm. P- oh, farm. Okay. But it's because it's, what? Uh, oh. They made, they farmed. They farmed. Okay. Yeah. I was confused there. I was like, what did we, did I forget? Yeah. I just wanted to Another inside joke. So, uh, how did you get here? What was your, what was not, not literally, how did you get here? Cause I know that you <laughs> just t- you taught a class like in the basement <laughs> just a few minutes ago, but how did you get to the Houston Museum of Natural Science? It's actually a funny story. I've been here almost half of my whole life. I'm not half my adult life. I came here and I would help to take kids on field trips to Astroworld in the summertime as part of their physics of, uh, uh, what do they call those parks like Astroworld? Yeah. And so I was a chaperone for a bunch of kids in the sweltering hot and um, take them and bring them on the trip and bring them back here safely. And I started teaching camp here. So you were summers. teaching physics through roller coasters. Oh, yeah. Roller coaster physics. Insane. Absolutely. I never would have thought that'd be a, a good avenue for that. Uh, yep. Dr. Sumners was actually one of the amusement park physics um, creators at U of H when she was doing her uh, doctorate. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So then in a few episodes, we're going to get Dr. Carolyn Summers in here in the room ask with her us. About and roller coasters. We're going to ask her about roller coasters. Me, I'm deathly afraid of roller coasters because I'll probably, you know, puke or pee my pants or something horrible mm-hmm. like that. So you started doing the Astro World thing mm-hmm. and then you moved back and you sort of, I guess, moved in house. I did. I begged them actually to let me stay here. I had finished my degrees finally, which took me a while. And I said, please let me stay. I'll do anything. And they did make me do a lot of things. And I did get to stay, so here I am. What's been the most rewarding part of this place? Oh, wow. Um, Working with the kids, to be honest with you, I mean, it's probably the most challenging part, too, because they can be, you know, rascals Mm -hmm. and and difficult. But um, the payback you get, I've seen kids go from being my campers to working here now. I was going to say, you've seen multiple generations. I'm not trying to age you or anything like that, but you've definitely seen people, you know. 50. From like little like science sprites to these, you know, strapping adults that are teaching children themselves. Absolutely. One of our uh, guys that I'm sure you'll meet on this podcast eventually because he's great. Sahil, he was my camper and now he's got like his uh, master's degree and working and becoming very important here. And it's really gratifying to see that. Sahil may one day be my boss. He might be all of our yes, bosses I was one day. Say. I was like, camper to boss. Yeah, it's so like, that, it's I, that's why I'm being nice to him. Yeah, I'm, he should. I, not that I wouldn't be nice to him otherwise. Sahil's awesome, but like, it's like, hey, Sahil, you want an extra candy bar? Hey, Sahil, I got some extra chips. Right, so they, right, Sahil. In 25 years. Well, I can tell him I fed you as a child when you were here. <laughs> I got your McDonald's off of the cart for you. So he can't forget about me. Oh, the dearly departed McDonald's. People still bring it up. Oh, I know. That I'm was sorry. I of... probably wasn't supposed to do no, that. No, no, now no. I'm going to get fired. That was one of my favorite things coming here when I was little was I always knew that there was McDonald's involved. You are young. Yeah. I am 36 years old. Oh, my Lord. Have I'll mercy. Be 37, you could have been my camper, too. I'll be 37 here in a few months. But uh, like I said, long-term, lifelong Houstonian. I live just five minutes away from here with my little elderly dog named Prince. Oh. And I just love the museum. I came here directly from a very high, 
high impact, high uh, high stress newsroom at the Houston Chronicle, and it's been just very uh, it's been good for my soul here. I bet, yeah, it is. It my is blood good pressure for your went here. down. It's good for my soul. I smile more. I love it here. So I'm very glad that I uh, found a new family here at the Houston Museum of Natural Science. Plus, uh, the surroundings are amazing. I can just walk oh, outside yeah. and go to Herman Park if I want to. Absolutely. We're coming in when there's nobody here yet. Yeah. And it's dark, and you're, especially when the big moon was up and the music's playing and there's yeah. nobody here. I was like, I'm going to get in here yeah whenever i have <laughs> not like, really if, i didn't if there's, feel that. If there's ever an issue i'm working through like like you know like at my desk or if like i can't find an idea i know that i can always walk downstairs to the paleo hall is that your spot and just stare at something and then come back and have you know have, solve the problem somehow is that your spot the sometimes paleo? yeah okay mine's the egypt hall i like to go hang out with the mummies and go i look better than you do because it's at least. dark and you can yeah. sort of hide in the corners yep. that sounds weird but no. It is good. You can sort of lurk in there. So we uh, each episode, we're going to do some icebreaker questions with uh, whatever guest we have. And so we're going to do these questions ourselves this time. We collected a series of questions. We call them icebreakers. We should probably come up with a really cool branded name for that. Icebreakers is all I could think of. Maybe we can actually get the icebreakers gum people to I was gonna say. sponsor that. Yeah, we need to work on that. Uh, let's go first here. Who is your favorite scientist? Real or imaginary? Either one. Okay. Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein. Most people think that Frankenstein is the name of the monster. Right. It's not. It's the name of the doctor. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I like him because, you know, he's kind of outside the box. He's outside the lines, a little antisocial, doing his own thing. Just stitching people together. Stitching dead people together. Robin Graves. Um, and I just I, I just like him. I think he's cool. Um, he's sort of the culmination of all of the angst of that Victorian time. It's it's one of the best written characters in literature history. Well, she had a lot of, of pain going on. In Mary the Shelley? Yeah, she did. Yep. It's all of her like anxieties and everything just kind of out on the page. I was going to say vomited, but that sounds kind of... We've already brought up vomit twice in this episode, so... Have we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just finished probably... teaching a class on medieval medicine, so you got to... So you have me. vomit on the brain. I do. There we go. I do. Uh, my favorite scientist is another figure from literal from literary history, and it's Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. Ooh, did you get your flex capacitor check? He, <laughs> it's, I think I just liked him because he's so energetic and he's so happy. You like his hair. I like his hair. I, I have a fondness for the hair, and I wish that I could have Doc Brown hair. But yes, I think that is probably my favorite scientist of all time. I think he's in my top 10. Top 10? All right. I remembered what a flux capacitor is, so he must be meaningful in some way. One day for uh, one of these episodes, we should go out to the um, DeLorean place out here in Houston. There's a DeLorean, not a factory, but it's sort of like they're rebooting the company. Really? They have DeLoreans out there. Oh, Oh, man. I even know a few people that own a DeLorean. No, you know. Yeah. Really? Yeah, my buddy Johnny Hamburger. Were they the ones the, with the doors that went up like? Yes, the gold like, doors. Uh, gold uh, doors oh, like or classic nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. Mm. You can rent those for like eighties parties and stuff like that. I think that's an idea. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if we have like some sort of eighties themed mixers and elixirs party downstairs. I could probably dress people with order, clothes I actually have. Order from. a few uh, DeLoreans out there for a uh, the little sidewalk. Uh, what is your favorite hall at the museum? My favorite hall at the museum, I've got two, um, and for different reasons. I love the Egypt Hall. I'm an Egypt freak. I'm especially a mummy freak. Um, I like it that it's dark and a little creepy in there, and there's dead people. I've got a dead people thing. 
not in the way you guys think. Ooh, Ooh. boy. And then also I love the um, Cabinet of Curiosity exhibit. Yeah. Mostly because it's old school. And you can touch things. And you can touch things and pull drawers open and be super nosy and look at everything. And I love watching kids and their parents discover things in the drawers. Oh, they get real excited yeah. and jump up and down and run around. And the kids do. Yeah, I love that part. Of or the when the kids know they can go like touch one of the like the the big. Uh, I think it's an alligator skull mm-hmm. or a croc skull, and they go over there and they touch it. They go, ooh, yeah. yeah like, so that's always my favorite part. I, I love that part. I too. have to say, you know, you know, off topic a little bit, but one of my favorite things about this place is just watching people explore and watching people discover new parts of the museum and just be excited yeah like freaking out like come over here come over here and they're jumping up and down and waving their arms and yeah that kind of um enthusiasm is infectious for me it makes it worth it every hour i spend here and every bit of work i do you know when somebody really gets it or they're so excited and it also informs me too when i go visit other museums we do, we do it best here. Yeah, we do. We really do. But yep. I love going to other museums around the country mm-hmm. and sort of saying, hmm, I wouldn't have done it that way. Or, ooh, I wish we could have one of those. Well, that's cool. Yeah. We're going to bring that back and put it on the idea board. Or, or I get jealous of certain things they have. Yep. Oh, yeah. My favorite hall at the museum. Oh, sorry. What's your favorite hall at the museum? I'm oh, being rude. I'll ask I'm not the question asking myself. you any questions. I'll ask Craig. Um, hmm. I brought it up earlier, but probably Paleo Hall. Really? Yeah. What is it about it that makes it your favorite? It's because it reminds me of an art exhibit. Like, it doesn't scream science or history to me. It screams art. It screams danger to me. Danger? They're That's all interesting... eating each other okay. and trying to, you know, bite each other. I just other. love it how it, it there's these huge, massive objects in there that at one time were walking the earth. Yeah. That's... Part. I, there's something I'm really obsessed with, and you guys will find out over the course of this podcast. I'm really obsessed with deep time, yes. like thinking about things that were 300 million years ago, and that sort of thing just really just interests me. I go to sleep at night listening to YouTube shows. Not the, I actually listen to ones that aren't like you know lizard people episodes or anything like that, but I listen <laughs> to like you know podcasts and and stories about deep time mm-hmm. and just sort of drift off. Well, deep time is tough, man. It's a yeah. very like philosophical almost yeah. med- meditative thing to think about it hurts People, your brain it does those numbers are way too big for us to even conceptualize and i mean i already There's have no a way. small enough brain as it is i feel like forrest gump here half the time and then then when i start thinking about deep time it's not as small as stegosaurus so brain. the paleo hall is my favorite well good what is your favorite floor of the parking garage uh, okay now you're getting into my my little obsessive compulsive <laughs> side here like if i can't park on my floor oh really oh my god i'm like they're in my parking space like i know it's not my yeah, parking yeah. space but i'm like <laughs> well every <laughs> floor is named after a dinosaur it is so it makes it a little bit easier it is i like stegosaurus stegosaurus mm-hmm. interesting what number is. is that i think it's three three yep. i go um if i can't get on three which is dipsy four no, three. Four is Dipsy. Oh, it's four Stegosaurus. Okay. Three is Dipsy. Three is Dipsy. If You're I can't right. go to three, I go all the way up to seven. Oh my gosh, you are... You, next to the greenhouse. You've got a little touch of it too, don't you? Yeah, I go up to the greenhouse just because when I leave at the end of the day, depending on what time it is, you get like a really good view of the medical center and okay. part of downtown. So it's not that you need to park on a prime number? No, 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 no. Oh. Not, no. It's just I love the view. The view makes me feel good. Okay, see, I need to park on a prime So number. it's either three or seven. I gotcha. Either one of those. Okay. So reach out to us, actually. I want to hear what yeah, everybody else thinks. where do you like to park? Why? Yeah, and why? <laughs> like, everybody's like, hmm, you know, you can tell a lot about a person by where they park at the museum. Uh, you actually can. You think? Sure. 
And like, if you back in or go in forward. Oh, there are people that back in, too. Mm. God bless them. They're bless being them. safe. What is your favorite dinosaur? Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. And why? You know, it's that tiny little head and all the big armor. Um, isn't like an Attackosaurus. I like that he seems like he must have been pretty peaceful. And I, I just think he's cute. I mean, I know that's kind of a lame answer for a scientist or a historian, but he's... You could ask somebody. Like, if we had, like, Dr. Robert Bacher in here, and we're like, which, which one is your favorite dinosaur? Oh, that he would, would be say, a long question. Yeah, it'd be this long question, but I would never imagine him saying, oh, it's cute. He, You know what, though? He would surprise you. Really? <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's the white whale I want to have on a pod, I have on this podcast. Oh, man. To get him in a room and he'll just make ask you him questions. I know. He'll, he'll give it to I you. Know, I know. He'll do it for you. I've met him before I on do. one of our uh, Demetrodon digs at a Seymour, and he was really interesting, too. Yeah, I've been on several, oh, wow, maybe six or seven digs with him. I have a, Stein, a signed Stegosaurus from him. Really? A little plastic one. Yeah, he almost stole my cup of coffee from the uh, He will steal your drink. Too. Yeah. He will walk away with it. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I think he can get away with that. Oh, he totally is. He totally can. My favorite dinosaur. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit on a different tact with this. This is my favorite, I guess, prehistoric animal, if you want to call it an animal. The Dimetrodon. That's the one that we were digging in Seymour. I got a big old Dimetrodon head tattooed on my 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 uh, my leg here because I love them so much. They just look fun. Now I want to see They're it. They're kind of punk rock, you know. They, they are have with the their spine, the, yeah, and, right, you know, like a mohawk on your yeah, back. Yeah, and uh, uh, David Temple, um, the Paleo Hall co-curator down there, he can go on and on and on about, about yep. Dimetrodon. So I got to dig and do some of the spines as you come across, yeah. like the different spines from their back. And I found like the teeth, they call them bullets, the ones that were shed, like when they were having some sort of a eating, an eating event. <laughs> an eating event. That's what we call uh, <laughs> That's what we lunch call and here. dinner. Yeah. Eating events. If you didn't work at HMS, where would you be right now? Homeless? It's <laughs> um, a good question. It's, it's, a no, good, it's a good answer. It's a good answer. You know, I don't know. That's a really good question because, you know, these days people move from job to job a lot quicker. Mm. I've legitimately, I'm going on my 24th year here. Um, I can't imagine another place I'd want to be. I, I don't even know if I can answer that question. It kind of makes me anxious because <laughs> like, I love it here. This is my family. Yeah. You um, can't imagine not. No, it's like, I can't it's, imagine it, not being here. It can't, it's like you can't imagine having your family. Right. This yeah. is my family. Yeah. You know, this is my family. I feel like when I'm here, I'm home for sure. Do you have a bed here? Actually, I do. You do? <laughs> question he thinks he's gonna do i was gonna say i, have, I was it, like a sleeping bag does that count that's that, that works fine yeah, too yeah i think everybody in my department does yeah luckily i can work from do anywhere do you have a bed here no i have a tiny little cube do you want a bed to be here i don't know i don't know if we want to open that door okay all you right know, just I don't think know. about it i live so i live so close that i think i'd be doing myself a disservice it's like you know you have a mattress and a dog at home you could be over there but i love this place i, I would too. be here more if i could bring my dog up here you can't bring your dog to the museum, but I wish you could too. Yeah. Yeah. If we had a dog day here. Or a pony day. Pony day. Yeah. Uh, a, uh, what's it called? The uh, security pony people have, or it's uh, like some sort of like a, what's it called when you have a dog that's your, uh, like not a rescue dog. Oh, like the St. Bernard's? Service animal. Or service animal. Oh, a like service a service pony. animal. It's my service pony. Service pony. Little Sebastian. If <laughs> I wasn't here at the Houston Museum of Natural Science, where would I be? Probably in a newsroom somewhere, sweating with blood pressure all the way through the roof and um, writing about really sad things 
Well, it's much better here. Though. Yes, it is. It's a lot of fun. I love writing. I still love writing. I do a lot of writing around town, but I'm glad that I'm here. Well, we're glad you're here this too. Is an amazing Not to place. be sappy, but we like you. Oh, save that for my birthday for the birthday episode when we do this and we talk about like. Are we you doing know, a birthday episode? Eventually, yes. I hope Great. unless we, you know, unless we get this, you know, canceled or something like that. All right, folks. This has been the uh, first brand new episode of 2020 of Beyond Bones, the Houston Museum of Natural Science podcast. I have been Craig Lavati, and you have been... I have been Cat Havens. And uh, we will be uh, back in the next few weeks with some new episodes. We've got a lot of really cool guests coming up. We've been penciling them in. I've been using pencil because I know that people's schedules are so wonky no, this here. This is going to change. That I can't <laughs> write it down in pen. I have to like, oh, no. I, I write nothing in this pen. This person's going on a trip. This person's doing this. So we have a lot of really cool episodes coming up. We have a lot of great programming coming for the rest of the year here at the museum a lot of really um what do you want to call it uh body oriented things are coming that uh <laughs> that can be interpreted in so many different ways be interpreted Craig. very many ways we have a lot of interesting things coming for the rest of the year that we're going to be able to talk about and i'm super stoked yeah i'm so. excited too yes all right folks this has been beyond bones and uh we will uh, talk to you soon peace talk to you guys soon